This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Them's your options. Morning, boys. Good Morning. to be back. Welcome. Uh, yes, welcome back. In fact, um, it's the first time we've had the A team together for about three weeks, isn't it? Lovely. Yes. It's my role in that. Am I? I see myself as BA. I'll be honest. I um, although I like what, a do you plane. fly the flag? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bar- well, he doesn't, does he? BA Baracus. Oh, no, obviously, he, we know he's not a fan of aviation. He that ain't was Mr. In T, that plane. was he? Yeah, BA Baracus. Yeah. yeah. I um, I've never seen. Mm. The A-Team. Al, you strike me very much as a little boy in his pyjamas watching the A-Team. Big fan. I knew you would be. I was a big fan. I, I was an older boy lying in his own urine when the, <laughs> when the A-Team was on. Early. So I started early on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that's why I never saw it. Never saw Starsky and Hotch. Right. Well, this is a nice list to make. Things <laughs> I never it? saw because I was out yeah. cold from alcohol. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Alcoholic <laughs> absenteeism. <laughs> Just the opening link of the show, I love it. Oh, oh sorry. Al, <laughs> oh, do you like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't believe it. No, it's, we've, gone, uh, we've gone too early on all, on the darkness. I like it. that to Justin Hawkins. Yeah, and he's him? still around, actually. Oh, is he? Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm touring out the mini, and you, I, I like to, I like to read a brochure when I go to a theatre. Oh, yes. And he's part of a sort of a, a retro... Um, package show that's going around. Lovely. I don't know if you remember, but he certainly had a retro. No, yes. and, um, yeah. So he's still uh, he's still at it. How's the? Um, let me think how I can put this in a way. No, I can't. How's the hair? It looks exactly the same. Okay. To me, yeah. Right. Great. Um, I think I think it's very important um, with celebrities of all kinds that if you're not still right out there, and I speak, you know, as a man with a foot in both camps here, uh-huh. um, you've got to look exactly like you used to look, otherwise no one will know who you are. So um, you have to, people hold on to looks, that look, for much longer than, um, than a lot of people. Willie Thorne, always the, the snooker player, is the one I think of with the black moustache. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think if, um, if Justin Hawkins has his hair cut, that's gonna, he's not, no one's going to spot him. Okay. Okay, that's my that's my view. Um, he, he had a lovely voice, and God bless him. Mm. Still working. It's a good theory. I like your theory because uh, there are certain people that go from the ponytail to being normal sort of civilian mm. members of society, but they're often sports people. They're invisible. They're invisible. But people. you're right. I mean, Mariah never changed. Well, really? I told you, didn't I? I did a short film with David Baddiel in which we recreated something that happened to us in the nineties. So yeah. I was playing me in the 90s, so I made my hair look more or less like it did in the 90s. It was a bit more sort of um, Raver's Bob. Yeah, and yeah. it was... Um, and I, and I have, obviously I had clothes left from the 90s, which I hadn't worn for a bit, you know. 
Uh, I think it might have been the uh, bloody Hollywood uh, <laughs> leather varsity jacket. Yeah. So I put those, I got dressed like that, and I thought, well, I'll just put it on. And I lived very near. This is when I lived on, on the river. I could walk to London Studios. So I walked down. I've never been recognised by so many people <laughs> since the 90s. So it does, it does work. I basically went to a fancy dress party as me, to a 90s party, and yeah. I also like the notion of you living on the river like wind in the willows. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, messing yeah. about with Ratty. But I could walk to the what was then one of the main studios in London in about 15 minutes, which is it's always nice to arrive on foot when everyone else is... Uh, oh, you yeah. just mentioned David Baddiel, and oh, that's yes. reminded me... Uh, I don't know if he's listening. If, if not, this is a waste, because I... Uh, was at my male groomers yesterday, my dog groomers. Oh, yeah. He's a gay gentleman. Okay. And he was look. I was looking through my Instagram to show him pictures of Ray's hair. Yeah. We have to look through to say, how do you want it? What Ray, style? Ray, Ray's Emily's right. dog for yeah. new, new readers starting no, here. Not Reardon. Um, yeah. So he looked through and he said, he's Irish, I won't do the accent because I'll, I'll get dropped. But he's, he said, uh, is that David Baddiel in that picture? Because it was me, David, and Raymond. Yeah. I and you it. said, no, that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we just put glasses on him for like a joke. <laughs> I said, yes. He went, God, he's hot. Oh. I mean, this man is, I would say, 24, absolutely stunning. How long have you had that for? <laughs> I know that David is very happily attached. Yeah. But he was. He said it. I mean, he said, God, he's hot. He looks incredible. Oh, that's nice. He's that so it. handsome. He said, he's fit. I mean, a, I, I imagine a dog groomer gets a, a twisted view of <laughs> what, how, how a human being should look. But even so, I think, we, you know, we should take our compliments where we can, yes. uh, where we can get mean, them. I hot, hot for deal. Yeah, what about if Dave heard this and thought, I'm going to investigate, just, you know, got a, got a dog from Battersea just to take it there for the day and yeah. then left it tied by the side of an A road. And they started a relationship and that was like a life-changing thing, just this little bit of gossip. That, wouldn't that be incredible? Then we could get back together and, I, you know, I'd interview him and say, well, it's all funny, isn't it, you two? Because, they, you know, they're married now. And, um, and they got the dog back as a sort of a thing to shout, you know, as a remorse. Thing. And I said, it's great that you two got together and it's all because of that story. And that, I, I think that would be, that'd be lovely. lovely for Moeno's partner his, as well. David have his hair pulled up on top of his head but with a ribbon <laughs> on it. <laughs> Okay. I've done my uh, Friday night trawl, you know, where I sort of oh, yeah. scroll through some emails that we might have received on a Friday evening. Mm. Um, because if not, they're just wasted. They get the caught. No, that's, that'd be wrong. Um, and uh, we've had uh, our old friend, the Eureka Moment, <laughs> pop back into someone's oh, life. Um, we should say Eureka Moment is when you realise something that most other people knew for years and it just finally dawns on you, this, yeah. this thing. It's not a sort of... Sven Goran Eriksson reference to when everything no, no. collapsed in your life. <laughs> no. It, it, I, the example I always give is that um, Maureen Lippmann used to play BT in the mm. BT adverts, and I never put together that she was called BT because it was a BT advert, that kind of thing. I realised five years later. Mm -hmm. So, 
Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, we were recently doing a walk in Northumberland, starting from Bamborough Castle. This sounds oh. right up your street, doesn't yeah, well, it? I was, there, I was in Bamborough Castle a couple of weeks ago. When my, husband, my, yeah. my husband had a eureka moment. He was reading out the directions and said, walk down to the sandy shore. Hang on a minute! <laughs> <laughs> For he had just realised the significance on Sandy Shaw's name. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, we should say for younger members, Sandy Shaw was a was a uh, '60s pop singer mm. who was called Sandy Shaw. Yeah. Yes, but um, I, I it didn't seem to me a big a big stretch. I don't mean no. the, I don't mean the Shaw. I yes. mean, uh, not Matt... not to get that Sandy Shaw is a reference <laughs> to a Sandy yeah. Shaw is going. Yeah. So. Uh, they continue on the subject of oxo cubes, which we were discussing nibbling and some people crumbling onto oranges. Uh, yes, and you, yeah. you may recall, Al, um, yes. I bought a packet during a uh, recently, <laughs> just because Frank had given me the taste for them again. Ah, yes. Well, I had a Terry's chocolate orange, or I had a segment um, mm, big one. last week, and it occurred to me. Uh, None of the other fruits have got that treatment, to my knowledge. Good Te- point. Terry's never said this has been quite a success. What about yeah. uh, what about a banana? <laughs> You're right. I would like a Terry's chocolate banana. Yeah, I think that'd be... Co- I, I, t- I might prefer Every it. time I have a Terry's chocolate orange, which is not often, mm. uh, not because I don't like them, I just... It's, I don't think... I wouldn't go into a shop and get one just to eat right. walking down the street. It would seem wrong. Yeah. Five a day. I always... I'm... I'm impressed they're always a little bit more orangey than I remember them right. I mean it's profoundly orange really. uh, well, I don't like them so. you don't do like you them I'm, I'm a tough crowd on those I think it's I don't know I think it might be amongst the king of chocolate up there with Ooh. after eights what? for a classic I'll yeah. tell you what I would like to I love an after eight so do I if I I would bring out limited edition Terry's chocolate orange with M&M you know the M&M and <laughs> the enamelling on an M&M <laughs> yeah. I'd have little white enamelled pips in the that's uh, a good idea weird. The I'd have that orange. and then I'd want some sort of I think famous Terry's I'd love a Wogan or a John Terry special yeah. And then you choose which one you like, maybe. I think the technology exists now for them to go for other orange, like the Terry's chocolate satsuma or yeah, easy kumquat. I you believe... love a kumquat. Although silver paper's a fairly easy peeler. There is. <laughs> what about this? If, I if, I was, if I was very rich, and pause, if I was very rich. Al, do you what, want to deal with this or shall I? What I'd like, because especially, <laughs> you know, when people eat, like, you know, uh, they eat Peloponnesian starlings and, and yeah. stuff like that because they. I would live on just on this, there's a sort of central stalk on a Terry's chocolate orange, chocolate orange. Yes! Which is set just, just on those. <laughs> a plate of those. I mean, really expensive. Throw the segments away. <laughs> or give them to the poor. But um, just have a plate of those central segments. That, that would be lifting it up. I see three houseboys in white gloves. That's their job. The Terry's chocolate orange separator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just stalk the, removers. Just, just if anyone breaks a stalk, they're fired. They answer the phone, they go, hello, Frank Skinner. Hello. Stock remover. <laughs> That's literally their job. Oh, the indulgence of that. So I think you're in the middle of some Sorry, album. Al. We've got a first moment. We'll, we'll back come to back to it. Can you, can you bookmark that? Yeah, easily. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I just had a little Sorry. closure on this uh, email where they've um, realised that Sandy Shaw yeah. meant Sandy Shaw. And um, and then they were saying that Oxo Cubes, 
<clears throat> excuse me, on the subject of oxo-cubes, I remember when twiglets were about five inches long. They were long, weren't they? And came in cardboard boxes. They could be mistaken for a Terry's chocolate orange stalk in bad light. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, in... a thick one that uh, came out a bit wrong on the older uh, It's not really factory. a stalk. It's more of a spine, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's... yeah, you're right. They were, they were, um, they they were more in... robust. They claim when you... They came in cardboard boxes. When you'd eaten them, you could get all the marmite bits out of the corners of the box with your finger, which was nearly <laughs> as good as eating oxo cubes. <laughs> and a bit of cardboard dust as well, just to thicken it up. Mm. This is the calibre of uh, our audience. Well, I, I, I like it. Can I tell you what the stalk is? I, I do, forgive me, I've forgotten what they're called, but what are they? They're not batons, but what they use in the marching parades, they toss up in the air. They are, they oh, are yeah. batons. Is it a baton? Yeah. They're very thin, mm-hmm. the stalk. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It'd be good. You know those matchstick puzzles when you have to move one match and make three oh, triangles? Yes. It'd be good to play those with a Terry's chocolate orange spines and then the first person to do it gets to eat the spines. Oh, that'd be nice. That's a nice Christmas game. That's yeah. a great idea. Or just eat one. Yeah. Because that's one of the mistakes that uh, Terry's chocolate orange... Uh, Publicists, John Terry's. I think they've allowed it to become a sort of a festive yes. thing, and there's no, oh. there's no need. It's not like people only eat oranges at Christmas. If they brought out a, a chocolate turkey, you can understand why that would happen. Totally, Frank. That's what I'm um, we've just had a missive in from eight seven eight. He just wanted to say hello. He's the financial journalist you met yesterday by the lift. Yes. We should say Frank's not involved in some insider dealing scandal. No. But he was in uh, the news building and in News UK and he said um, he had a lovely conversation with you. I asked him about Brexit, basically, because I thought he's a financial journalist. He'll have some He said, please tell Frank I did manage to get tickets for his show, after all. So there you go, you've made a sale. Oh, well, there you go. Financial journalist, he's got contacts. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice chap, he's very nice about the radio show. Obviously, I can't quote him. That would be breaking our code. Okay. Yeah, I I like a lift conversation. I'm on easy in a lift when no one's speaking and all looking. You know, when I'm in a, a, a tube, in 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 uh, in London, mm. um, for for you, um, uh, for people listening outside of London, which is I should think most. People, I don't know. Anyway, yes. uh, the, the the tube stations have got big lifts in them where you go up and down, and there's very little conversation Not in those. Style. Yeah, no one really chats in those. Oh, you, you never mean, talk in a lift. You mean in a building lift? You like a chat? I like to. I like to yeah. chat in, in a lift. Do you? Yeah, but yeah. I've it's psychotic. Uh, you got an opener? Do you always start with like the hovercraft or something? Or I often it? say things <laughs> like so around tea bags. Was you? <laughs> I'll say was that the snapping of cable? I can hear <laughs> just stuff. I've said that in lifts. Oh, that is so frank, isn't it? <laughs> just, that is so frank. Just to be like hearted, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it, we we should make an effort more, maybe, in this divided country of ours to talk more in, in lifts. Do you know what I do in lifts? Uh, well, you're going to hear. Yeah. When I enter a lift late, you know when the door's just open, mm. I walk in and I immediately say, the more people, the better. In fact, I did it the other day. I say, sorry, I'm one of those nightmare people that you were hoping the doors would shut on. <laughs> oh, that's a and good outlook. And then I feel 
I look at the faces and I think the ones who laugh, you're on my side. Yeah. I'll sometimes come in as if I've been called in like Red Adair when one of the, the oil rigs was on fire, was called in to rescue it. I'll walk in and I'll put my hand between a crowd of people to press the closed doors thing so we can just hurry things up a bit, guys. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm, the situation is now in my hands. Oh, if you've got any lift etiquette or behaviour tips, A twelve fifteen. Frank Skinner. There's a wonderful uh, missive from 036. Mm-hmm. As a fully paid-up member of the poor, I would like to apply <laughs> for some of Big Daddy's Terry's Chocolate Orange segment cast-offs. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put that in a, in a segment carton. I wonder if I can have some of the wrappers as well to insulate my cardboard box. <laughs> oh, no. Prisoner 036. I'm sorry, I'll be using those to buy Labradors for the blind. <laughs> Do they still do that? When I was a kid, silver paper all went for uh, Dogs for the Blind. That was what they did. I have no idea what they did with that oh. silver paper. <clears throat> don't believe that's still a thing. Do, oh, okay. Can I ask you both a question? You'll know as mm-hmm. two people who didn't forget to have offspring. Uh, do <laughs> children still take tin cans in on Harvest Day and perform songs in front of hay bales? I don't know, there used to be those loaves, those plaited loaves that you used to get for the Harvest Festival. The Harvest harvest was huge in my day. Yes. I mean, mine might, but I drift off when they're talking to me, so I'm not really sure what they... (laughs) Yes, I respect that. I'm not aware of a Harvest Festival at Buzz's school. But don't you think, Frank, it's like, you know, we talk about how the celebrity horse is now a thing of the past. Horses were very red carpet back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the Harvest Festival, not what it was. No, I, I wonder if that's because... Um, uh, you'd think the pagan thing is uh, is due for a comeback, wouldn't you? would think. You? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I've rejected the more um, orthodox <laughs> strains of religion. Uh, you'd think that... Um, well, it, it sort of fits in with the New Age thing. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, yes. and the spirit of the, the, spirit of the, uh, the sapling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, stick around for that one. Are you early here first? For any uh, pagan textings. Yeah, no, we don't get, don't get... I mean, I've met some lovely pagans. <laughs> do, but, you don't um, want they me to go, They do go on. <laughs> and, and pluck your eyebrows. Um, <laughs> now, that's the green man. He always looks like that. that that's Branch. Oh, um, Mick Hocknell was telling me... That Strang. extraordinary beginning to an anecdote. <laughs> he'd, um, he'd seen uh, an outdoor laundrette. I, I, I'd never really? knew such a thing existed. He said, I was driving down the road. I think he was being driven. And um, he said, I was he aware. Might drive of, self. He said, I was aware <laughs> of these enormous um, washing machines just out, outside and people sitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you've seen oh, them too. Are, um, well, he lives in Manchester, so I, the the reason I bring it up just is down I thought, the road from me. I thought it might be a Manchester probably uh, neighbours. Me and oh, you could be friend. That'd be a nice on. friend for you. Me, Hucknall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if he's listening, I'm it's, happy to uh, it's chat a nice through. Bloke. Oh, we've had David Badil and my uh, dog groomer, and you and Hucknall. I like the idea of um, like being able to have a have a nice smoke while you're watching your washing <laughs> go around. <laughs> That's good, though, that, isn't it? It's just a lovely, relaxing thing. It's almost like, um, how can I describe it? You know, like at a service station where you stop for fuel and perhaps a sandwich Well, he said it was next to a service station because when I, I said to him, that means yeah. everyone could smoke, and he said, well, it's quite, it's quite close to the service, the fuel pumps. a question? 
what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, so the washing machines are in the middle of the street. What's going on? Are, I think um, the ones I'm thinking of are kind of up against a wall at the side of... I mean, they're almost like drive-in. Like, you really? would drive past it, stop, put your washing in. I, I've never used it. I've got my own washing machine. I don't like to brag on the show. Hang on. Oh, well, I wouldn't trust a pretty guy over here. I don't <laughs> want any Tom, Dick or Harry to be watching... Seeing your smalls in the car park. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, that you're going to get lines of mi- middle-aged men just standing watching underwear mm. go around. Yeah. I think so. I hadn't thought of that. Actually. OK. Um, no, Hucknall. Nice idea. But Look, I'm not saying he, 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 he was a witness rather than an instigator. Can I? Can I? I've got to speak up for uh, Mick Hocknell in, in this. Me we too. Just... Now he's been appointed my friend in this show. Now you found out who lives yeah. in the same postcode. I like the idea that you could, on, in summer, you could uh, do a white wash mm. and then uh, and sunbathe at the same time, and at the end of it, you could put white clothes on to nice. show, your, show your tan off. That's a great idea. I mean, it's it's making sense to me. The uh, mm-hmm. The laundrette. Yeah. If you've got any um, al fresco <laughs> laundrette experiences, <laughs> at twelve fifteen. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Mm. Um, you you may recall that um, I suppose it's been about two years ago now. I lost quite a lot of weight and got like super slim and yeah. Uh, when you were on your regime, yeah, I was on a regime. Um, you became a thin inspiration. I did, and. Um, I, uh, which is often quite a bad thing, can I yeah. say? Yeah. But um, on this tour, I have developed uh, very much a tour belly, and we've just uh, there's me and uh, Omar, my tour manager, and, and Pierre, my uh, support act, and we Again. have just we've just started eating. I mean, Pierre will stop the car for Bill Tong if he sees Bill Tong oh, somewhere. Right. And we've really, and it came to we've all we've all. Can put we say white. that's a food? Yes. Not not a passing traveller. No, no. <laughs> Picking up men. Bill, it's all going to be Bill Tong, <laughs> as they say in South Africa. South African males. <laughs> so um, we, we, I think we've all put white on, and I think we 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 get an, an all time low when we was in Azilis in uh, in Exeter. Is that still going? Yeah, and uh, I think it was Azilis oh. anyway, um, and. Um, we complained about the uh, the portions not being big enough on a map. And we actually, we yeah, we made a big and, uh, yeah. Oh, so humiliating. And... Um, Who was the spokesperson, let me guess? It was, no, it wasn't me, really. It was very much... I mean, Omar really did... Omar, yeah. Omar has gone online about the portions. <laughs> did he? And I said, this is what's happened to us now. We've become such pigs that we've gone to... We were t- what a great thing! We afterwards we were at a Christmas market saying they would all disgust in these portions eating fudge. <laughs> you know what? I want. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to ask you about the exact location off air of this place, and I'm going to look this up. Yeah. The complaint. No, read the reviews. You're on well, forums now, Frank. <clears throat> I mean, it might. You know, it. I, <laughs> It was we had a difficult because I said first of all I asked for a pizza and I said I, I only ever have pizza I, I don't I, I didn't tell him this but I only eat pizza with anchovies like for me if it's, mm. if it's if it doesn't have an anchovy it's not a pizza mm. um, which interestingly one of the characters from Futurama I remember saying exactly that and thinking oh, oh it's not just me there 
Anyway, oh, I you meant that you heard it on Futurama and then adopted it. No, as a life rule. I'm not saying they took it from me. It was just right. two parallel. Um, if you think they took it from you... I don't think they took it from they me. They generally did. No, mm. really. Okay. Futurama. I know who you are who's stolen some of Look, my You know, questions. my dad uh, written... <laughs> my <laughs> dad always later. believed that he'd written the tune to Winter Wonderland. Oh, and yeah. that people had overheard him. He wrote... <laughs> a, as a kid, yeah, it was called that You Can Be So Happy If You Try. You can be so happy if you try. He said he wrote that. But you see, there's the Terry's Chocolate Orange moment. If they'd have gone with my dad's lyric, it wouldn't be a seasonal song and they could uh, they could use it all the year round. Good point. Tell me what... So, hang on. Uh, I want to know more about the... Yeah, uh, as they say on podcast, there's a lot to unpack here. No, Is where were we? He was telling us about something. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I asked about that and he said, um, no, we don't, we don't... Uh, it says we're very authentic. on the pizza. We're authentic Itali- Italian restaurant. He said anchovies is an American thing. On is pizza. it? Well, I didn't know that, but I, I mean, I took it as. Uh, have you done I, any research? Did he say what I my haven't. father said when he was asked by a bouncer got an invite and my father said the word invite is an American corruption? <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, I, well, I, I mean, I didn't know that. Um, I, obviously, I didn't have a pizza because they hadn't got one with anchovies. Uh, just they didn't have order. an additional topping option. So what did so you I, order? So I went for, um, <laughs> I went for the, uh, <laughs> what's it called? The sort of creamy bacon... Of course oh, you did. Yes, carbonara. Oh, your carbonara. I went for a carbonara. Um, <laughs> really but as I said, as I said to the man, you could have brought it on a spoon. Why dirty a plate? <laughs> you didn't. Um, Waspish in his <laughs> feedback. Yes. The greed uh, of the man. Um, so um, yeah, we were. I mean, we were like animals. Hey, well, this is Rob, and uh, and Omar had something else. But again, it's much too small for him. He was furious. <laughs> And the fact that we stood eating, I was eating sea salt fudge at the Christmas fair. So it was absolutely, I mean, if it's a main course, it's a main course. They had Marmite fudge for sale at this store, which um, was turned out to be quite divisive. (laughs) This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. You have been making contact, I think. They have, yeah. Mm. Sometimes you get a, a, a text in that's just got a nice turn of phrase, mm, and lovely. 262 has answered our... Um, I mean, it's a bit of an odd text in. Do outdoor washing machine... Place outdoor laundrette, I suppose you could call it. Yeah, do they really exist? Well, no, so we've I, been discussing can I say those. I'm not questioning um, their very the existence? Ho- Hocknailian uh, <laughs> uh, truth. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, what I was knowing is if someone can tell us a bit more, because Mick, mm. Mick Hocknell had just like, spotted one from a car window. He didn't have, he didn't have oh, the he inside info. He hadn't, he can't, Mick Hocknell can't go to an outside <laughs> laundry. He doesn't wash his own stage clothes at no. an outdoor laundry. Oh, do you know what I like? It'd be great, it... though, if you put in a pair of red pants with the whites washed and it all went uh, simply <laughs> red. I mean, that would be very oh. good. Amazing. The producer audibly groaned. Mm. I mean, I don't know if that's It's been allowed. nice knowing her. Has <laughs> <laughs> it? Yes, no, it has. Um, uh, Frank, also, you know what I like, Al? I just like to say, the way Frank's talking about Mick, 
I like mm-hmm. it. It's like they're two mates in the pub. He's saying, hey, hey, Mick, do you know about those uh, washing well, machines? I see what happened is I did Zoe Ball's radio show about three weeks ago and Mick Hopnall was on there doing a live session. I bet he's good live, session. Mick. He's got the voice. I oh, he's still got sing. it? And then I did Chris Evans' show yesterday and Mick mm. Hopnall was on doing a live oh, session. Yeah. So we've, we've bonded. Oh, yes. Really. That would be um, nice one for you. 262 has texted, there's one on a garage forecourt not far from Connorsborough Castle. Shame you missed it when you ah. were up here. And then, get this for a phrase, a reet treat for us all to have seen Frank sat on a plastic <laughs> chair waiting for the rinse and spin to finish. Oh, I love a reet treat. There's a Subway sandwich shop next to it, so you could have kept topping up whilst waiting. I mean, that, yeah, well, exactly. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> this idea of this your fat, recent appetite. man on. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I mean... say this. I've just opened a, a bar of chocolate that Emily bought me, which is a black, black and burnt barley chocolate. Mm. Wow! I, I mean, Al, I'm only eating Al, it for the alliteration. I got you. Um, dark nibs and raspberry, which is dark. also my online name. But, uh, <laughs> Um, That's Frank's S and M community name. And I tell you what, what this is for the greedy man. This um, chocolate, because it's not in squares. I did bear you in mind. Oh, I think the idea is that you take the whole bar down like a lozenge, and then rinse it down with a glass of water. Yeah, good. It's got a crazy paving. I've been uh, given. uh, I've been given word of uh, recent dietary (laughs) events. Anyway, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have. Lovely. I don't know how you break. This is me breaking. Radio Four Play, isn't it? Black and black and burnt barley. Oh, it broke. Do you know when I was in a Radio Four Play? I must have been about eleven. I think my first one. Um, What was it? Oh. Now you're asking. I can remember, but you'll have to... Oh, it was called... I don't know if I should... Oh, I think I can say it. Is that what it was called? No, but it's okay. slang for a swear word, so I want to oh, check with you oh. off, just because... Do you see? Just... Uh, well, um, can you whisper to the producer? Oh. OK, I'm going to indicate it. It's the name of someone, mm. and readers can guess, from... A, cu- a European country where, in fact, chocolate is a big export. No guessing. Be- Belgium. No, uh, otherwise okay. they will just guess. Okay. Not Belgium. Another one. Okay. Cuckoo clocks as oh, well. Oh yes, I have it. And um, perhaps someone who works in the city. Is it Fanny by Gaslight? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just you know. Okay. Just, I've got, I thought it was better to have be a guess than guess. not to have a guess. Okay. You've got to be in it to win it. It's a good guess. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, we, we, you can, well, I'll tell you what, we go to a break now. The fez has arrived. Then, then you can, then you I can... just don't want to say it because it's so associated with a very famous bit of rhyming slang. Oh. Okay. So we oh. think cuckoo clocks and chocolate. The yeah. second word, you think people that work in the city that deal with money or on high streets. Thank okay. you. Good day. Oh, I get it. Thank yes, you very much. Yes, Lovely Co- quiz for people. Cuckoo clocks and chocolate <laughs> always let me down. Roger Federer there with his new single. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Boys have been tucking into the uh, Icelandic chocolate I got them. Oh. Not going down. I mean, Frank's tucking into everything right now. <laughs> Quality control is pretty much out the window. Oh, I mean, I achieved so much with that diet. It's all gone. <laughs> it's quite strange, Frank, isn't it? You know, when you get to Starbucks and you think, I might have that big bit of cake there with it as well. I mean, it's just. 
Uh, yeah, it's strange, but okay. um, when I first had it, mm. um, I, I thought, oh, mm. oh no. <laughs> and then it grew on me about... I'm about halfway through the bar now. Yeah. Has it made... Well, I've eaten some and it's black. Has it made our teeth a bit lame? Is it No, I wasn't. Oh, right, like cosmetics. So okay. I didn't have to worry about that <laughs> aspect. <laughs> I use black toothpaste, actually. So, so do I. Mm. Charcoal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> well, it was um, it was a, a bog off in the superdrug. <laughs> from the black country. Mm. Um... I have a missive, which I love, 792. This is from Joe. We were talking about lifts. Joe girl or Joe boy? Um, or Joe boxer? Boxer B, I, I'll let you decide. OK. Uh, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I once had an awkward moment in a lift with Harold Pinter when I was working <laughs> at the Old Vic. Right. OK. Harold Pinter's well-known playwright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said something, just to be friendly. There was a moment's silence. Well, there would be. <laughs> and he replied, what? And I smiled to myself, thinking, I've had my very own pinter pause. Oh, lovely. That's from Joe. Well, a friend of mine had a, a, a very long affair with Harold Pinter. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> I just, you know, just, th- just throwing in the pinter. It's a pinter yes. moment. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, what else? <laughs> well, it's hot. It's getting hot. Isn't it? I okay. Can ever we've all had a few? Yeah. Well, a few bars of chocolate in Frank's care. I'm I really... think I won on the chocolate with Did my um, slightly lighter chocolate and uh, raspberry. It's, uh, oh, it's, did you? It, did you like? I didn't taste it until Frank did of his. It's very odd. <laughs> no, that was no, your review. It, I tell you what, it was, was it was it was like I'd um, lined up, say, twenty Victorian <laughs> um, kitchen uh, women, I cleaned their fingernails and then ate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still. But it, that's when it first started. But I'm. I'm is I'm, it growing on you? It is growing on. Do you on know me. what? I think it's the chocolate equivalent of my personality. Oh, I know. Oh, no, no, no. with at first I grate. I wouldn't ever say you were. Yes, go on. And then uh, after a while you get used to it and you think, better in than out. This is all right. Yeah, (laughs) I can do all right with this. Black and burnt barley, that sounds like uh, some dystopian (laughs) novel (laughs) set on a a dream holiday. Uh, I've read a lot of dystopian novels this year. I bet you have. Yes, you're very dystopian. You think you've written four? You think you've written four? (laughs) I've I've lived several. We, we once had the best dystopian uh, novels. We did. Uh, it was a good text. Which one did we go for? Because I had, well, time, it was a toss up for me. Um, very common dilemma between Time Machine and Brave New World. Mm. Well, um, I can't remember yours, Frank. Mine was uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Oh, yeah. yes. Which is um, yeah. bleak. Okay. But brilliant. Mm. Uh, but let's not go back into this. No. We've been talking about that before. What's the point of repeating ourselves? I never repeat ourselves sometimes. But you know, we do it just do it deliberately, like it's always good to be like that. Um, okay. He eats a lot of sugar these Little days. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And we just I, I accidentally switched the, L, the LBC feed. I uh, I have a football news story to bring to your attention. Goodness, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's about 
Frank Lampard, who's become a football manager in recent years, I I, I haven't been taking that much interest, but he's he's uh, he's, he's, doing, the, he's doing all right. He's the manager at Chelsea, and um, it says here that he finds his players for various misdemeanours mm. to keep them in check, if you'll forgive the pun. Yeah. Um, demands £20,000 from them for being late to training. What, what was the pun? Check. Oh, yeah. Check. You know, because... Petter check. Yeah. No, it could have been no. a C-H-E-Q-U-E check. Oh! OK, I thought it was petter it was too, check. Too complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's all right, I'm, I'm not um, anti it. <laughs> the article then starts to use words like felony. <laughs> yes. Um, That's a good one. Well, we should say as There's well... quite a lot of different... Um, different sanctions for different misdemeanours it seems so he's put some thought into it I must say um, um, I remember a player telling me that when Tony Pulis first arrived at West Bromwich Albion <laughs> that he said to the captain he said I'm, 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 uh, I'm asking you to keep an eye on this he said um, I'm going to find the person who turns up last mm-hmm. for training mm-hmm. and, and like the next day the captain said to him, "Well, um, they all turned up on time." He said, "I don't, I don't care who turned up last." Uh, he said, "I want to ah. find them." Ah. So that's that's clever. That's a regime, though, isn't yeah. it? That seems uh, un- unnecessary. Despotic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have <laughs> to, be- to say, Frank is following in the footsteps. I mean, there may be others, but Arsene Wenger, the old Arsenal boss, how mm-hmm. we forget. In those he days when Arsenal had a manager. Mm-hmm. How dare you. <laughs> um, he was a big fan of the fine. Uh. I rem- they were much more reasonable than Frank's. I think his was more... It was about £100 for sort of laptops and phones in the medical rooms. He had £100 right. pounds for inappropriate attire, I think. And then he chose... Do you remember Per Mertzacker? Yeah. He was responsible for collecting the fines. Oh. And Arsenal said at the time... That makes him... Uh, uh, that puts him in a d- difficult situation. Yeah, I don't like that. When Arsenal was asked him. about it, he said, um, the Germans do well economically and we respect that. <laughs> Great response. Uh, that is a, that's a, that's a very fine response. But meanwhile, over with uh, Frank... I mean, did you see the list, Frank? To use the second Frank, did you see that list, Frank? What, what of list? Of the fines, of Frank's fines. It oh, was yes. full on. 90 minutes of training, 10K. That's if you miss 90 minutes, is that right? No, that's if you're if you're not there 90 minutes before. I do oh, apologise. Oh, I see. 90 minutes. Wow. You have I to suppose they thought, what, what's, what's a random uh, <laughs> period? 90 minutes, that rings, yeah. a, that rings yeah. a bell. <laughs> Let's go for that. <laughs> I mean, there are some that I don't think are that logical. Um there's a thousand pound fine for the wrong attire for match days, but I know I've not been following <laughs> yeah, football that close. Turn up but, in the wrong kit, but they do get a kit, don't they? <laughs> they get a kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some striker in the goalie shirt or something. Yeah. Like what's the? Yeah, what, exactly. Wearing a Tottenham shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, that would go down badly. Oh, what do you think of this, guys? Uh, he, Frank Lampard, also has a thousand pounds. What's the Cockney? Rhyming, not rhyming slang, but what's the reference? You have like a monkey, or you have like what's a thousand pounds? I don't, Text in eight twelve fifteen. I'd like to know. Phones going off during a team meeting yeah. or a meal, a grand. I think that. I, it, I mean, there's something to me a bit 
swear box about this because yeah. a grand is yeah, so little it's... to these players. Well, I'm glad you added that caveat. Isn't it a bit <laughs> a bit jokey? Maybe. Also, I I can't believe that none of them have thought to just put their phone permanently on silent. Surely. <laughs> What I like is it puts them in the Mine is. Uh, it puts them in the, the same Venn diagram as the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> I, I worked with an actor who said that they you, you were fined for being late for rehearsals at the Royal Shakespeare Company. Excellent. What I like is I suspect Ten grand. the old manager Maurizio Sari. I wonder if he had um, if you forget to bring cigarette. Twenty thousand pounds. <laughs> Give up smoking. Instant dismissal. Well, Patricia Hayes apparently. Um, uh, was another old actress, and she came up with a terrible mouthful of profanity. In some, ang- got angry in some rehearsal, and said, and then said, "You know, I didn't swear until I'd worked at the RSC." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have uh, some news in from Washington. Okay. This is from very, some, someone. Very important news. <laughs> <laughs> the best news. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible people. Uh, Terry, this is from Jen in Washington. Okay. Terry Stott. I'm presuming this is Washington County, Durham, is it? No. Oh. It's Washington... Oh, possibly. Yeah. I didn't... Oh, OK. I assumed it was the it's Washington. It's CD rather than DC. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. Terry started their chocolate fruit range with chocolate apples and what? did lemons in the late 70s. Did they? I wow. I don't understand it either, but they did try other fruits. Wowee. Well, I'd, I'd love it. This oh, has imagine been trying one of those. This has been yeah. somewhat corroborated in a text by one three three, who says, "My husband and I did the chocolate tour in York." Yeah, I like the fact they say that as if it's a thing we all know about in York. I mean, oh, because there was another Terry, because they were called Terry's of York, weren't they? Well, and, oh, and there was a thing they? called Terry's All Gold, which is like a box of chocolate. See, all that time in York you that you wasted on prehistory, you know, you yeah. realised you could have been stuffing your face on Ow. the chocolate tour. My, my favourite was the ad. Do you remember the ma- the man would hand over a box of uh, all gold to mm. the lady, always that way round. Mm. And the theme was, see the face you love light up with mm. Terry's. All- and oh, their face would yes. be bathed in a golden glow. Yeah, because it would be nice. the reflection <laughs> coming off the lid, I suppose. Oh yeah, what a tremendous idea! <laughs> they did the chocolate tour and they. Um, it's about the origins of Terry's, and they actually started with a chocolate apple before settling on the orange. They had the chocolate apple packaging on display. So they, uh, so they weren't commercially available, the, uh, the apple and the uh, lemon. I don't know. They the don't. lemon. Oh, they were Who, what, what, what meeting? What happened at that meeting when someone <laughs> said, what about chocolate lemon? That, the people would go for that, wouldn't they? I mean, I'm surprised they never went for the chocolate strawberry. Strawberry lends itself so well to the chocolate relationship. I hope no, one t- I hope no one turned on just at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you get, but you get the chocolate, you know, the dipped strawberry. Yeah, yes. I've always felt that. I t- very overrated that, though. Oh, you think? Yeah. I'll tell you what happens. Something happens to the chocolate on a dipped strawberry and it sort of loses its chocolate. Right. That's what I think. I just think it's a bit... I don't like a chocolate strawberry. It's a bit what Alan Partridge thinks he should get on Valentine's Day. Well, it's 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 from the same place as a fondue. It's got that kind of feel to it, Mm. I would say. Okay, so meanwhile, over... Back at Chelsea. Yes. 
Well, we've had an answer to uh, another question that you asked, which is... Um, oh, go on. Uh, what is the rhyming slang for a thousand pounds? Oh, what is it? Um, some a pony. No. Some wisecrackers have been texting <laughs> saying it's a grand, mm. but it's a, a bag of sand. Oh right, okay, um, lovely. Okay. I'd just like to know how, for example, I talk to Danny Dyer about this. <laughs> how you would talk? Oh, I yeah. see. You'd say He'd write, if I want to charge you a bag of sand <laughs> if you're uh, <laughs> ninety minutes late. Go blimey. Mary Poppins. <laughs> Gorblimey. Yeah. Does he say Gorblimey? No. I don't know. That's um, Dick Van Dyke. I, I hope he doesn't. Um, but I, it's I, I a I don't know what money. they would have done with... I mean, when do you remember at West Brom when four players went to a <laughs> all-night... <laughs> it was a KFC or something. McDonald's. <laughs> and then uh, they, they sent the cab driver to get the food and they drove off in the taxi. Yeah. I mean, what would they... They got fined, I think it was 100,000 each. It's one of those weird Did crimes they? where they yeah. have to go into new territory for it the is. penalty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Frank Lampard's <laughs> going to be going through the book going, oh, now, what, 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 you're where? right off the charts. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think they got 100,000 each, yeah, which is... There's an FA ruling, I think, it's that no fine can be more than two weeks' wages. Oh, well, that's good to know. And, of course, as we know, football is perhaps <laughs> the only place left where people talk about weekly wages. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that uh, they there was a sort of... Um, he'd used red font for the bit... Like a bailiff's letter. Oh, yeah. Which says... Uh, after 40, all fines paid within 14 days, after which these will all be doubled. In caps and red font at the bottom. He means business. It's not messing. But you'd think on a weekly pay they could just take them out their wages. Mm. I want to know who's collecting them. Where does it go, yeah. the money? Does it go to charity? Yes, it does. I oh, thought does it? it would. That, yes. that not old, directly to Frank Lambert. That what? tired old fall That's back. not allowed. That's another <laughs> charity. That have got I mean, I never in. saw Pear actually take the money from Arsenal to the bank, in fairness. No. It said on the Pear Matt Cycle, it said, this must be given to him in cash. It said in cash. What, they're giving him a thousand pounds in cash? It said on the sign. It said, because I remember seeing that and it said this must be handed to Pear in cash and then an no later than 14 days notes only <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 sorry are we back to no um, I was going back to Arsenal back in the day okay oh yeah 2012 okay. Oh, but those, those were different times lots of cash <laughs> was being handed over in football I don't yeah. know how these players would pay Frank or whether Al is there a specific it won't be cash okay. I don't think um, maybe they just use Apple Pear yeah. I don't know what it's would have happened. Idea, what would have happened to Fabian De Freitas? Fabian De Freitas played for West Brom and mm. they, they had a game on Bank Holiday Monday, Easter mm. Monday, and he didn't turn up. They mm. found his house, he hadn't got his phone on. Eventually his girlfriend phoned and said, well, he's in bed, he got a match tonight. And they said, no, oh. it's this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He, I think he got told off. I don't want to uh, overdo these outdoor laundrette textings that we're I'm, getting. I'm interested in it. But Me we too. have had quite a few that I've enjoyed. But this one has just <laughs> arrived, 612. Yeah. Hi, Frank and the team. During the summer, we visited the Cotswolds and saw an outdoor laundrette there. 
It was at a petrol station and we did a double take when we saw it. We've never seen one before or since. I think the town was called Stonehouse. Mm. I just like the slightly E.T. vibe. It, everything, yeah, it is. It's the, <laughs> uh, the abominable snowman. Yes. Well, I, uh, I'll tell you what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the weighing machines outside chemists. Oh, yeah. That used to be yeah. chained up. They'd be, they'd be physically <laughs> chained so that no one... I mean, they were really heavy. Oh, I yeah. mean, had they had a spate of... Of weighing thefts? machine theft. <laughs> yeah. I well. don't quite understand. Or maybe they thought people would be so enraged by the results. Never, there was a lot of... They might um, set upon it. There was a lot of uh, alfresco availability <laughs> then because... Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, there was no 24-7 shops, really, in my childhood. There'd be things mm. like chocolate vending machines in the street, cigarette vending machines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you, at the station. If you, yeah, if you need a cigarette at 3 o'clock in the morning, you can go out and there's a vending machine. Yeah. And the brilliant thing is the change, mm-hmm. the coins in change, would be inside the cellophane of the cigarette packet. No. I Shut mean, up. it's like a magic trick, Mr. Holmes. How also, did they, was quite, there a little man in there? How did they do <clears> that? Quite difficult for them to enforce the age restrictions on cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, in a well, vending you know. Almost <laughs> you know, well, like well, they didn't care. They were less, uh, less picky then about that. <laughs> yes. uh, Someone, Lynn Arneson, has been in touch and is reminding us of the uh, the Terry's Neapolitans. Oh, of course. Just the, the, do you remember those? The I don't know what these are. Terry's branched out and there was <clears throat> mocha version and the plain, which I was always very disappointed with. Mm. There was small mini chocolate bars. Okay, no. thank you, Lynn. Completely gone. So I, I'm thinking if I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and think I must know how heavy I am, I shall run to the chemist <laughs> and those weighing machines are no longer available. Yeah. 24 hour weighing that's why there was no obesity crisis in our day (laughs) just saying wow Frank Skinner Um, I got told off actually about North Eastern fact I said Washington was in County Durham but it was in County Durham and I find the new county boundaries are put together by people in suits at uh, City Hall from a similar neck of the woods, Mick in Sunderland has pointed out, we have the outdoor washing machine at my local forecourt. I certainly wouldn't put my normal wash in. Mine is used for the dog bed. I've seen people put horse stuff in and painters do their dust sheets. Oh. This is the trouble. If the you, dog bed. If you democratise the washing machine, <laughs> suddenly people take advantage. Well, uh, I'm all... I'd sound like, church. It yeah, sounds like you. a great place to hang out, though. I think you'll meet all sorts, wouldn't you? <laughs> By the way, I had a... I think the laundrette, I think, I really... I think it's very sad, and if anything, I would describe it almost as a tragedy that I missed out on laundrette culture. Because mm. I think I would have been one of those ladies who held her own in the laundrette. Mm. Don't you think? The sort of dot cotton Yeah, type. OK, yeah. I see myself in a lovely house coat. Yes. Well, there's still time. You could be one of the people that do the alfresco laundrette. <laughs> That's it's, right. a new, it's a new movement. So cold in this country. I'd have to move abroad. Movement. By the way, I've, uh, I had a call from... Um, from Omar, my tour manager, about um, <laughs> me talking about us uh, complaining about the size of the portions, and you, I thought it was in. I, I said it was in uh, in, Zilly. uh, in Zillies in um, Exeter, 
And I thought he was saying, oh, I wish you hadn't said that on the radio and all this. And in fact, he was saying it was actually ZZ. <laughs> let's get it right. Let's, get it. let's name names. So, yes, not Zillies. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. our old friend, Aldo Zilly. He yes. would never give a small portion. No. Can I say, mm. uh, I love that about Omar. Yeah. His precision and... Um, I'm choosing the right word to describe... Uh, what would you call it, Frank? A gr- Pernickety. A, 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 I'd call it a bitter grudge. Right, He's yeah. actually not only... He's, he sent three texts. They say... This is what they say. ZZ's on Gandhi Street, exclamation mark, Exeter. OK, let's, let's close this place down, guys. I mean, they, we might have been a one-off. You know, they might have been a bit low on carbonara and they had to you know, make Omar do Omar is my kind of man. Either that or he's watched that Newsnight interview with a certain royal and decided that all eating out is a future alibi. Well, maybe. He certainly staked his claim early. It's not often I say this, but I think I've managed to find a potential challenger to take away your crown as king of bit of a git land. Ah. Oh, yes, I know. This, this is going to be a posthumous award. Yes. But I think you'll agree he's a very worthy recipient. I don't know if you came across this. A tweet went viral this week after a lady called, was it... Alex, based in Cardiff, she shared an old handwritten list that she'd found in her late grandfather's belongings. And this is your chief rival, posthumously. Right. He's, uh, he was essentially... I mean, it, it was a list. It wasn't entitled presents or food shopping for Christmas. At the top, it had written in full caps, yeah. the detail I love most, <laughs> Christmas cards not received. Mm. Now, there was a Jack, there was a Betty, sometimes sort of surnames. I'm calling it the card of 16, the right. people on the list. Yeah. Um, we all know who they, are, who they are. No one was spared. He had three grandchildren, I think, on there. Yeah. And I really like this man. I presume this was from one year when they hadn't sent it, uh, exactly. a list of the mm. cards. And he was upset. So do you think he was doing it so that he could keep hold of it next year to save money? Well, I'll be honest, I I really respect his organisation. <laughs> yes. Because I... It was also um, alphabetical. I, was <laughs> it? Yes. You see, I'm like one of those waiters who I don't write down the order. Oh. I memorise it. And every year when um, we go through the Christmas cards, I'm always saying, did they... Did they I don't think they sent us one. Actually, I'm always looking for a yeah. loophole. So it does become reciprocal. Oh, totally. To me, it's like tennis. You know, you hit the right. shot. If they don't hit it back, they lose. Right. <laughs> and the prize How many strikes is... are they out? Yeah. Oh, no, just, you know, just one. <laughs> That's the leash. Because I'm always... I, in an ideal world, I wouldn't send any at all. Oh, I'm well, having a my sli- world. <laughs> I'm having a slight eco uh, crisis about Christmas. Are you? I had a long phone call with Kath yesterday about what kind of... Christmas tree was the best for the planet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm afraid it's artificial. Well, I'm not. You're no, right. not apparently not. It depends on the type of artificial, not plastic. But well, we'll talk. There, there are trees that, that what we went for when we're going to go for. There, is, there are people that bring a tree in a pot and then oh. take it away and replant it. That's but lovely. Apparently, they were all uh, they were all booked. 
Mm. So what are you going to do? Well, they do say with the real trees is that they're sort of bred to be... chopped down. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't know if the Lorax <laughs> would take this Good as point. an argument. Um, he's strict. <laughs> and uh, well, I put it on a, on a big pile of uh, Christmas trees and they apparently they turn them into wood chippings when and recyclable you thing. put it yeah. on a no. big pile of Christmas trees, I think you'll find we put it. Okay. Because oh, I was see. forced to drag it with him last uh, year. I'm always part of the carrying uh, yes, posse. Yes, you are. Um, and so I think we are going to go... Uh, but if anyone's got any tips on what is the most morally acceptable tree, I'd love to... I'd love. The thing A is... moral is, texting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I think Interesting we should... development. I've got an idea, Al. <laughs> I think if you have children... I think there should be a priority list. So children. those with children, children, yeah. are... They are first dibs on the trees. But we have an added then, complication there, can I say. My son is... Yes. He's... In his class, he is the eco-warrior. <laughs> so they have a meeting once a week when they talk about ecological topics. So he has got, you know, he has got a standards to keep up. So he <laughs> he has made us, now we, we feel that he's keeping an eye. It's a bit like when the Stasi got children to spy yes, on their parents. Isn't it? In East Germany. Getting them early, aren't they? So he's made, he's made us you know, overzealous. Because <laughs> yes. we know when they're going back to school and then it's, you know, it's on the Twitter you guys feed. over to Greta's mob. Oh, it's going to be awful. I think, though, it should be like the carpool system <laughs> in America, which is, which should be those, the child catcher type members of society like myself. Yeah. Um, as I refer to the child free. We should, we come over, we have a specified days each week. If we want to sample the delights of the tree, mm. then we do. Do you mm. see, share and share alike. You share and I like. Mm. Yes. Okay. Well, um, Omar, who I'm getting a lot of mentions today, is, is very eco. He's very eco-friendly. Is he? He was telling me he was thinking of putting one on the wall made out of some sort of tape. I mean, Sounds I, I, don't nice. know, I don't know what's happening to Christmas. Well, like a picture of a tree. Yeah, like a picture of a tree. <laughs> Sorry, Al, what is this? A police incident room? I, I know. Of, it's, tre- of a tree. I know. Well, no, I think it's supposed to come from the wall a bit, like a bit 3D. It's supposed to stick out. There's a method. Horrible. You could get four bits of card and four bits. Didn't he used to work with Bernie Winter? <laughs> Leroy Boyce oh, yeah. has got in touch. Leroy! <laughs> Don't know what that's about, but I enjoy it. Boycey, as I like to call yeah. <laughs> I think of Leroy, Kids from Fame. Oh, yeah. Hi, Divine Miss M. Uh, Frank on the radio, and I read this out because, Leroy, I do apologise. You have got in touch with me several times. Uh, Frank on the radio recently said he'd read a book so good that he immediately read it again. Could you please ask him what it is, as I really want to give it as a Christmas present? Thank you. That's a good idea. Over to you, Frank. Can you remember this information? Me neither. Oh, what was it? No, I can't remember. Leroy, we will get back to you. I've been been through a lot. Someone, too, I'm reading. We don't want to know about that, right? No, no, but, you know, in the old days, (laughs) now in hotel rooms, I tend to read. Mm -hmm. Was it the Gideon? It wasn't the Gideon. A lot of ones, they don't have a Gideon now in the drawer. Can you believe that? Really? Mm. Goodness me. We were oh, talking... That seems unfair that the calibre of hotel I'm in have got Bibles and the ones that, that you're right? in haven't. Maybe it's I the further that... up the... Uh... I Now, I phone ahead and get Bibles put in the room to your state. 
That's the sort of thing you do. Oh, I haven't given up on you, Alan. Well, we're talking about Gittish grandparents. So may I use my uh, GP grandfather as a, as a ramp from that anecdote back into the story we're discussing? Oh, yes, yes. He used to go down watering wine, my mother called him once, <laughs> at my parents' dinner parties. Just need to make a note of something. And he would say, because he hated drunkards, he Great hated people idea. getting drunk, and he said, and he was a doctor, and he was very concerned about the health matters, and he would water down people's wine without them realising. And my mother caught him and said, this is Sancerre or whatever. He said, it's much better for them, dear. They don't know. Correct. Well, there's, a, there's an old Peter Sellers story about when he was uh, going round in rep and stuff, he used to stay at theatrical digs, and he stayed mm. at one place, and he had a bottle of sherry which someone had given him. Mm. And he noticed that the sherry had gone down like a couple of inches in the bottle. Clearly the landlady was uh, trying mm. it. Mm. And uh, the next day it went down a bit more. So he urinated in the bottle and topped it up. Next day it went down a bit more. Next day he <gasps> urinated in it again, went down a bit more. And at the end of the week, <laughs> he said to her, um, so did you in enjoy my sherry, by the way? <laughs> and she said, oh, I wasn't having it. I was putting it in your trifle. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Absolute radio doesn't condone any part of that story. No. Yes. no. <laughs> Terrible prank. Uh, so, yes, the uh, this granddad who... He's keeping a list of people that haven't... Um, I think, I, you see, I, I think... Wouldn't it be great to just, if we just all got... You know, we live in the age of social media. We can organise this. We could all say, let's not, let's just give up on Christmas cards altogether. Clinton's, mm -hmm. I think, has gone anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 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 and, and, and just, we don't need it. We can just send each other lovely, warm, individual emails saying, you know, I've really missed you this year. No, I think the problem is the idea of a lovely, warm email. It just jars a little bit. Oh, no, well, it's good, you know, we've got to take a while to Ow. get organised. I've had a few warm emails in my time. Oh, dear. Uh, I, then I found out it was Peter Sellers. <laughs> been topping him up every day. Uh, Sorry. I would say I favour the, the WhatsApp or the text. It's very anti-ageing as a Christmas missive mm -hmm. because only the young send it. I've decided to follow their lead. Happy Xmas to you. Heart emoji, champagne glasses, clinking emoji, send. That's a good idea. Yeah. Jobs are good and... <clears throat> I mean, I I'm in my mid-40s, but I'm just going to do Snapchat for this year's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing... There's um, a new one. What's the new app? Pack. TikTok. Oh, yes. that's do you know right. TikTok? Oh, TikTok, That was what course. I thought I was referencing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love, I love TikTok. You know what what I love says, about TikTok is it's so easy to get on board with it. They've made it very simple, <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, it's enormous in, um, in Southeast Asia. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, yes. of TikTok. I was winding mine up just this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, yes, and also you can they can move and you can have music on them. You could record videos for your friends. Hi. All right. Yeah. Hi, Steve. I do a traditional birthday message for Kath every year. You may be familiar with it. Um, have you ever seen them? I do a special video. Oh, yeah, she loves those. Have I seen them? She, she, she forces them upon me. She loves them. Rude. Yeah, I um, Jealous? I, I think um, yeah. Let, let's let's start let's start the campaign here. Yeah. Okay. Well done, Frank. Thanks very much. <laughs>
I hope boss is listening. <laughs> he might, he might give me back those things. He's compounded. Is it compounded? Impounded? I think it's impounded. Impounded. Rompounded. Mm. I'm going to give it thought. <laughs> okay, thanks. Don't ask eight, there's cards. I twelve fifty. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've this... been discussing this. Uh, sorry, we've been discussing this man who. Uh, <clears throat> Who he was found to have kept a list of uh, people that hadn't sent him a Christmas card, um, a Mistmas card list. Lovely. If you will. Oh, very nice. I feel like I should be a headline writer when I come up with corkers like that. Well, I do. The scope. Yeah. Can I ask a question about this story? The um, the, the siblings and nephews and grandkids that were named on the mm, list. Mm. Was it cleared with them before the list was published? Good question. Interestingly, I have some uh, updates on this. Oh. The have lady, you gone forensic? I've gone, for, I've gone Claire Danes I mean, in do, Homeland, as do, you know I do. Do you want to be outed as the, the boy who Grandad never forgave? Well, mm-hmm. interestingly, the lady in question, I haven't given her surname... Mm. Because she put it on Twitter, it went viral, and there were people named in full, Mm. 16 of them. Uh, She's now uh, taken her account offline. Yeah. I just wonder if there might have been some family disagreements. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was a little bit of um, suspicion in the... uh, in the comments, because somebody had said, oh, well, I was just clearing up some stuff recently and I found an old letter from <laughs> six years ago and it was way more aged than this list. And they started getting a bit <laughs> a bit Columbo about... Carbon dating. Why isn't this letter more yellow, ma'am? <laughs> yeah. And they started saying, I'm not sure I believe it. Well, it's a bit... Oh, uh, people always say that on the internet. Well, there's an entire website, isn't there, that um, yeah, didn't happen of the year awards, where if someone says their child did something, oh, they yeah. post didn't happen. There is happen. a lot of that. Though, yeah, but there? there's a lot of people who... Um, things do happen but they don't have the intelligence to recognise their significance. <laughs> and so when other people talk about things happening, they think that couldn't happen because nothing ever happens to me. It does, but it's part, it's the other side of that fog <laughs> which um, you refer to as your consciousness. Sarah, would you be able to collect all that together into a transcript of it so I could send that to anyone who says, didn't happen of the year? <clears throat> As far as I'm concerned, I never said that. <laughs> uh, 488 has, has texted you, Frank. Hi, Frank, with you on Eco Christmas. Huh? Met you at the Cambridge Folk Festival in the burger queue a few years ago. Well, I mean, that'll be why you're with me on Eco Christmas. <laughs> that was when the guy... I, I remember that, because the guy at the, uh, at the counter, when I got up, he said, all right, Frank, we've met before. He said, I... Uh, I sold you a corn on the cob at Gay Pride. I said I don't. Um, I don't think. Don't remember that. <laughs> I sold you a corn on the cob at Gay Pride. Was it a euphemism? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I mean, honestly. I don't eat corn on the cob, but I bought six. No, anyway. Oh, for heaven's sake. No, it was, it was a great. Uh, on Gay Pride when we went into our lovely cafe and Frank said I don't feel we should be sitting here this is your special day yeah, exactly <laughs> I didn't think we should be taking a, a seat that should uh, you know exactly we just we were you know step back 
It's not our day. Step back in time, Kylie Minogue. Yes, it was playing. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah. Yes. Lovely. There you go. Um, how did it go, Step Back in Time? I can sing it. Step back in time. Ball of confusion. Was it one of these, was it one of these when she was going slightly off the boil? Uh, no. It wasn't from the Golden Age, was it, of Kylie? Oh, I said it was. It wasn't Je ne sais pas pourquoi. It was just after. Oh, it was, it was, was a it? wonderful song. Okay. Okay. I don't want to sing the I've whole thing. I've had enough, enough <laughs> of hearts broken and I don't. That's what I like. It's my favourite still. <laughs> Where is she now? This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Um, we were talking yes. about this uh, lovable rogue, friend of the show. <laughs> Late lovable rogue. Yes. LLR. Um, uh, possible bit of a git. The uh, guy who kept a list of people who hadn't sent him a Christmas card. Um, do you think that's an age thing? Do you think there's a oh, certain bitterness. point where you start collecting that kind of data? But why should you send Christmas cards to people who don't send them to you, though? Why? Yeah. But why? Exactly. You have no answer. But I do think at Christmas, I do store away information in a slightly mean-spirited way, mm. if I'm honest. For That's example, what Christmas is for. <laughs> yes, splendid. For example, um, I know when I exchange emails with people and it happens to be, let's say, around this time and I get a response saying, oh, it'll be lovely to see you soon. I don't always mean it. One's no. got to say it. When you get a reply <laughs> saying, yeah, we'll have to do something in the new year. Gone. Forget it. Yeah, of now, course I'm going to do something in the new year. <laughs> you think also, it's too soon to be making new year arrangements? No. I don't like the way everyone uses the New Year vagueness to hide behind. You don't want to see me, I don't want to see you. Let's call the whole thing. Forget it. Okay. Okay. It's just a sign-off. I'm just saying I'm guilty of it myself. I'll say we must meet up in the New Year. Do you not see? I do, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the new year never comes. That's what, we, that's what we're saying. Can yeah. I point out that Zoflora, mm. a company I've never heard of, but I'm told by the producer, oh, what was the word? Mm. Trendy. Trendy. <laughs> I've sent me a personalised um, disinfectant spray bottle. Oh, well, it's wow. a first. I love that. I'm jealous. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, a very much a freebie magnet, but no one has ever sent me a personalised disinfectant uh, bottle. Do you know why that is, Al? What it must be like living your life. Oh, oh man. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I Do you know glad, why I'll no one sends him? Glad of that with the uh, S&M community. Oh, fine. <laughs> really ruined me. If only for wounds. I thought they enjoyed the smell of the bleach. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, you've you got to keep it antiseptic. Well, he doesn't need... <laughs> Gross. He doesn't need this because Kath once described you during your courtship period to me as Frank. It was something like spotlessly clean or she immaculate. She said one... Very good, uh, <laughs> She said, the thing I love about Frank is he's absolutely immaculate. Yeah. It always reminds me of John Lennon in A Hard Day's Night saying, he's a very clean old man <laughs> about yeah. his granddad. Well, every morning I stand up in the sink and she rubs me down with half a fire brick. <laughs> anyway... Um, oh, by the way, the next show we do are uh, is pre-recorded. I should tell you that. Oh yeah. Uh, and when we do a pre-recorded show, we uh, what we miss you, you our readers, because obviously you're not texting in and doing stuff. So what we're going to try and do, if you want to, if you've got any thoughts about anything interesting at all, um, how do they get? How do, how do we make sure we get them? Uh, Email. Producer? Email. 
just too off. Sorry, well, I to for a bit yeah, of a I don't want, job, though, you know, I? I don't want Dave Berry doing the Monty's Breakfast Show Good ahead point. of us. Good point. Um, send so them to us. Send them to us, and uh, we, we'll 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 try and. And also, we can be on Instagram and Twitter and or try tweet and keep us. It, yeah, and keep, I always check the tweets. Keep it all alive. Let's try and do that with the pre. <laughs> When's the pre-record? Thursday. We're so pre-recording Thursday. This is Alex. your Martin McCutcheon moment. Exactly. This is your moment. What was the um, What was the <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber Eurovision song that was um, My time, it's my time. <laughs> One of the worst things that ever happened. Um, and I include both world wars. No, I don't. I don't. Um, so look, I don't. It's a joke. Um, uh, uh, if the oh I've messed up my ending bit, that's awful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Should we do that again, Jeff? Live, you say. Um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.